Good morning after. It is Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. It is a delight to have you with us on this Monday. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Northeast Delta Dental has individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. You could learn more and find your plan at DeltaDentalCoversMe.com. We have our resident flick chick in the studio, yes, Kitty Ray. I'm here and, again. And uh, our good friend Tom Raffio, president and CEO of Northeast Delta Dental, is scheduled to call in and uh, wallow in his victory. We have a new name for Tom. Oh, oh you. Oh, we do. We oh. have a new name for Tom. It is Trifecta Tom. Ooh, I like it. Trifecta Tom Raffio because, oh. you know, we do our uh, NFL predictions on Fridays during the NFL season and postseason. Tom won the regular season. He came from behind to win the playoffs. And... He came from behind last night, like the Kansas City Chiefs, to win Super Bowl 57. He did. He did. He did. Because uh, Kitty and I both picked the Philadelphia Eagles Mm -hmm. to uh, prevail, and they were ahead for quite some time, but Kansas City came back and won it 38-35 to in one of the highest scoring, but not the highest scoring Super Bowl of all time. In case you're wondering, uh, the highest uh, scoring Super Bowl was 28 years ago when the Chargers, then in San Diego, uh, were losers to the 49ers, 49 to 26. So that made it, uh, that made it what, 75? Wow. That was 75 points. Yeah. We have Tom on the phone. Sorry to interrupt. No, No, that's okay. Last night was 73. Tom, Ken, you know how to you know how to do math. Try, What's going on? Try, try. Well, no, I just I wanted to double check. It was seventy five was the highest scoring. We had seventy three last night. I just wanted right, to make and sure. that, just double check. Yeah, I got my slide rule out. Good. Well, yeah. who knows what? No, only you and I know what a slide rule is. But that Super Bowl, that, that San Diego, uh, San Francisco Super Bowl, was horrible. Uh, Last night was exciting. It was. It was exciting, especially wanted, for people who picked the right team. You got it. So I, that's why. That's why I specifically called one minute late because I wanted to get a build up that not only did I win the uh, regular season, but also the playoffs and the Super Bowl. Right? Yes. yes. You came from behind in the playoffs. You came from behind uh, in the Super Bowl. And uh, but I must say, in the regular season, I think you pretty much won it wire to wire, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. funny. Yeah. Well, last but, night, you know, I, I again, just like I didn't predict COVID nineteen, but we planned for the pandemic. My thought was that Kansas City was just slightly more experienced and had a slightly better quarterback, and that makes all the difference. I mean, the Eagles could have won. I think you know if. Uh, if, if Jalen didn't fumble, they might have went into halftime with, uh, instead of, you know, a 10-point lead, it might, it might have been a 17-point lead, and that might have made a difference. But they played hard. It was a great, it was a great game. Yeah, and, uh, of course, there was that uh, inopportune penalty called against Philadelphia uh, for holding uh, late in that ball game. 
and uh, that that set up the the game winning score for uh, Kansas City. I I personally, you know, I I thought the officials by and large did a good job uh, in the game last night, but I I don't think that flag necessarily had to be thrown. I really yeah, don't. So, yeah. So here's here's how I look at it. So you probably can call something like that almost in every play. Right. Uh, during during the referee's debrief um, at the end of the game, which they always do, to the NFL's credit, I mean, clearly um, they explained it was a hold. The guy did yeah. tug on his jer- jersey er- early on, and, he, and, and the uh, defensive back admitted it. But they pretty much had let that all go. And um, as the color analyst said, you know, yes, it was technically a foul, but it might have been good just to let it go because they basically had let them play um, all all game. And it would have been nice to see if Jalen Hurst with whatever was going to be left, a minute, minute and a half, yeah. um, if he could have dro- driven right. down and got the tying field goal, which would have made the game even that much more exciting. Hey, how about McKinnon, the running back for uh, Kansas City? He, 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 you know, he got the football. He could have easily gone into the end zone, but then at the last second, he's, I better put the brakes on here because if I go yeah. into the end zone, yeah, you know, uh, Philadelphia is going to get another chance to score and tie it up or win the game. Yeah, and they, exactly. Yeah, Philly didn't yeah. have timeouts left. No, did they? they didn't. They so didn't. that was they, important. They, they they took one earlier to avoid a delay of game call. They had issues with that last night. Uh, you know, getting plays in or hearing plays or whatever it was, because they were called for one delay of game penalty, and then they took had to take a timeout because they were going to get another one. Uh, so they yeah. had some issues with that. So there were, there were issues uh, all the way around. Uh, but I, I just think, you know, and I don't think that, you know, I, I've saw it a few times, the holding penalty to, that was so huge. And I don't know if that was a catchable ball. And sometimes, you know, they let it go, whether it be holding or pass interference, uh, if it's not, in their estimation, a catchable ball. Yeah, well, they, yeah, that's true. In the old days, they actually had that as a rule. Now it's judgment. They don't technically say that. It doesn't necessarily have to be catchable. Yeah. It would have. It just would have made the game that much more interesting, as good as the game already was. Yeah, oh, it was um, a good had game. Had they let the Eagles get the ball back one more time with a minute ago. Did I hear Kitty in the background? She yeah, is here. here. She is in the oh, building. I thought, oh, I thought. I thought I was. I thought I was her token replacement. No, <laughs> <laughs> no way, Tom. I, I saw, I, Kitty, I saw you. I saw you on Facebook, so you, you were able yes. to surprise your family. I did. Uh, yeah, Jason. That was awesome. Yeah, I, I actually, as the commissioner of the fantasy football league that we were in, uh, hand delivered his winner's trophy and surprised him. He had not a clue that I was going to be there. So, wow, yeah, that it was, was very, that was. That was very, very, very uh, moving. I what yeah. I do is, you know, I do a week in a recap. But before I do, I look at everybody's Facebook post. And yes. I thought that was good. Thank I was you. running around like uh, I was running around like crazy Sunday because I had a, a road race, um, the Millennium Mile Four Miler, and then I had to get over to uh, Pat's Peak for the Vertical Challenge. We do a fundraising races on the mountain for uh, Make-A-Wish, New Hampshire. Um, and it was kind of a terrific day for me because there was a one there was one dentist who had his son there and I think he's going to sign up for Medicaid. I'm working oh, night and day on that. In fact, nice. we're going to be off-site today on that. So, And then on Saturday, we had a snowshoe race, probably the last 
quote-unquote snowshoe race that's going to be using snowshoes. So I think it's going to be warm this whole week. And But we have this process now where we go regardless uh, and we switch to spikes. So that was my weekend. But I was really nice. pleased that you were, you were able to surprise your family. It was, yeah. it was really you. good. Yeah, I like to joke about this, Tom, um, you know, as his grandmother. But I... Um, like grandmothers would do if they could, I spent like $500 to fly down and uh, surprise my grandson to give him a $20 trophy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because he, he, oh my was, God. he was the champion he was. of our fantasy football league. And he, yeah. and you know, and his dad was the, uh, who started the league for, actually for us on the radio so we could talk about fantasy yeah. football. There you go. And he, uh, and after he passed away, Jason, ex- uh, being his youngest son, said like, Grammy, who's going to be, are we going to keep doing it? Who's going to be the commissioner? And it was like, you know what I'm going to so I continued the um, the the ceremonies and everything as as my son had done so. and I've yet to win and Ken I have, <laughs> yes. yet, to win. I have yet to win what Ken's not telling you and, is and my, he, and my grandson is entering the fray my is. grandson will probably be <laughs> next year I think Ken I think you have Ken I think you have to work on two things fantasy football and how you introduce Kitty on I know, Fridays. you're right. Uh, Thank you, Tom. I have to think about that, you know? Uh, the resident <laughs> foot chick. Oh. Right, right. Chick. And, now, and now you'll forever be uh, Trifecta Tom Raffio. Oh. Hey, Trifecta. Trifecta Tom. Tom, do you know that you are like Patrick Mahomes? He was the MVP of the year, MVP of the Super Bowl, and he won the Super Bowl. <laughs> and won a Super Bowl. Yes. So you yeah. are. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, guys, you, you, uh, the show's great. I, I, I'm actually running to a Medicaid meeting, so I will Good. see you yeah. in studio on Friday. Yes. Uh, thanks, we Tom. Will look forward Congratulations to, that, Tom. to you. All right, thanks, hey, thanks for the opportunity right. today. All Take right, care. Tom. Bye-bye. Thank Bye. you. Bye-bye. I'm Raphael, Thank President and CEO of uh, Northeast Delta Dental, the proud presenters of this program. Yes, Northeast Delta Dental has individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. Learn more and find your plan at deltadentalcoversme.com. All right, very good. And, and Tom, I meant to tell Tom when he was uh, on with us, maybe he's still listening, I don't know. But today has been designated World Radio Day. Wow, and here awesome. we are, mm-hmm. all of us on the radio, the fun bunch, cat producing. Mm-hmm. John Leahy's going to call in at uh, around 8.45 today to talk a little Hockey East. So uh, there you go. It was a good weekend yes. uh, for the UNH Wildcats, by the way, in Hockey East. We'll take a break. Kale and Company will continue right after these words on WKXL NH Talk Radio. Dot com powered by Northeast Delta Dental. Kale and Company live here on WKXL NHTalkRadio.com. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. The day after Super Bowl 57. If you don't know it by now, you if you don't know it by now, you don't care about it. Yeah, right? it's already passed. You don't care. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Kansas City did win. Uh, 38 to 35, second highest Super Bowl uh, scoring of all time. Can I ask yes. you something? Yes. Did you Anything. feel that, huh? <laughs> that the beginning of the Super Bowl 
and all of the pre-game stuff was long. Oh, yeah. But at the end of the Super Bowl, I remember oh. years in past, yeah. we used to have, it felt like I didn't go to bed till like well after midnight, just staying right. up staying watching Staying up for the post-game it. stuff. Now it's it, like it's yeah. um, the reverse. Yeah, it's like a 12-hour pregame show and yeah. uh, and a, and a six-minute postgame thing. I mean, they presented the trophy to uh, Clark right, Hunt, the, the uh, president of the Kansas City Chiefs, and his father, Lamar Hunt, uh, the original owner of the Kansas City Chiefs, and he's the guy that named uh, named the game the Super Bowl. Really? It was Lamar Hunt, mm. the owner of the Kansas City Chiefs back in uh, 1967. I don't think the first game was actually known as the Super Bowl. It was known as like the AFL-NFL championship game. Way back. And, yep, the first mm-hmm. game was played in Los Angeles. But the rumor has it, and this is what I heard an interview with Clark, uh, the now owner of the Kansas City Chiefs. He inherited the team from his dad uh, after his passing. His mother's still alive. She's been to every Super Bowl. Uh, but he named it because a cra- one of the crazes at the time was those Super Balls. Remember those balls you used to be able to bounce like a mile in the air? The, little, the yeah. small ones. Right, were, yeah, yes. yeah. Okay, those yeah. Little blue, I like those. Those blue uh, little pla- rubber balls that you could uh, bounce high into the air. Mm. They would come down. Maybe you'd catch it. Maybe you wouldn't. Maybe you'd hit drop your head or mm-hmm. whatever <laughs> when it came down. That's Unlike what happened those, to me, folks. Unlike yeah. those red balls uh, pl- in the playground that would smack you really hard. Yeah. Oh, those yeah. yeah. They used to play kickball and, and stuff. And Not those. And, yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, no, those uh, those balls, they were like a, you know, a, a sensation for a while. Mm-hmm. And that's how we got the oh. idea for Super Bowl oh. from the Super Bowl. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. That's legend anyway. Yeah. Uh, whether that was true or not. That's what his son said, so I will have to go with that. So at any rate, uh, Patrick Mahomes, I, I suspected he would be the MVP if the Chiefs won, uh, but I would not have voted for him. I would have voted for Kadarius Tony. Are you talking a guy, about for the game? A guy I never heard of before yesterday's mm-hmm. game, Kadarius Tony right. of the Kansas City Chiefs who had the longest punt return in oh, Super yes. Bowl history at 65 yards, and then uh, shortly thereafter uh, caught a touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, and I was think pivotal it, to the game. It was very pivotal mm-hmm. to the game. In fact, it, it kind of turned the momentum around mm-hmm. in that game. I mean, the touchdown pass he caught in the fourth quarter uh, put Kansas City ahead for the first time. Right. Now, the game was later tied up, but that was the... Uh, First time that Kansas City took the lead on the touchdown pass to uh, Kadarius Toney. And, and there were a couple of those touchdown passes that Mahomes had in the uh, fourth quarter where the receivers were, I mean, wide, right. wide right. open. The Eagles' yeah. pass defense was terrible Yeah, in, that, in, in, the, in second the second half. half. Yes. It really was. Yeah, it I, was like I, night I mean, and day. I mean, you can blame the officials all you want, and uh, I sort of blame them, but... Uh, you know, there were a lot of ingredients. One play does not a game make, you know, like mm-hmm. that uh, pass interference, a lot of things that lead up to that. Correct. Like uh, like Tom said, the, yeah. the, and it wasn't a lot yeah. of penalties, but there were like two turnovers, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, fumbles. That's it, yeah. And yeah. Uh, well, that was in the first, was that in the first half? I think so. Yeah. I yeah. think so. Well, yeah, Kansas City returned a uh, yes. fumble for a yes. touchdown. Yeah. So without that, I mean, who knows what the score would have been, yeah. but... Uh, yeah. Uh, they, de- I mean, the Eagles 
had chances there then. Yep. And I don't think the Super Bowl had a lot of penalties no, at no, all. No, there weren't. There and was, that's, it was no. They, they had some replays, you know, whether a guy juggled the ball, caught the ball inbounds, and that sort right, of thing. Right, right. So they did have some stoppages couple. there. But no, there weren't that many no. penalties. And then to call one at, at a very, most right. crucial time of the game. Yeah, it's not the time to make it up. Yeah, to, really. I, yeah. I, I mean, they let the guys play. I mean, that's what I always think about in a basketball game when the officials get in the way and call too many fouls. And, and uh, there are many football games where – Officials are guilty of calling too many penalties mm. because people say, I mean, you know, the experts will say, you know, really, you could call a penalty on almost any play in a National Football League game. Right. There's always something that you yes. could possibly call. Most of the time, it's not. And then when it comes down to the most crucial moment of the game, they throw a flag. Yeah. Did you did you understand at Oh, I, I can't remember which um, half it was in or which quarter. The um, penalty about someone coming off the bench. It, it was substitution like substitution. No, yeah. I, what had no was idea. That? I, I had no idea. I didn't understand that at that all. My, I never yeah. heard that before in my life. I was thinking they were talking about movement yeah. or something, and then all of a sudden it was like, no, they had to have an opportunity to yeah. bring someone in as well. Yeah. I didn't understand yeah. that. I, I that know. was a little confusing. I, I, don't, I don't get it. And then there was one time when uh, – uh, the officials stepped in, and uh, the Eagles were trying to, uh, you know, do a hurry-up offense. Right. But the officials stepped in because Kansas City wasn't ready. That, and that yeah. was weird. Yeah. 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 That was strange, too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway. At, at any rate, at least I guess from uh, what I've heard this morning, Philadelphia, the city itself, is still intact. Yeah, that's I, I thought there might be some issues, uh, especially in light of the way – the game ended not so not necessarily the loss but just the way mm. the game ended in the sense that it was pretty much it came down to a, a penalty yeah. that probably shouldn't have been called well anyway that's water over the bridge now and uh, the the most important thing though were the commercials aired they made fox and the nfl a lot of money and uh, and they, Rihanna did the halftime show. She, she did. found out she was. We found out that she was pregnant. I think she already For knew. The second one. <laughs> uh, but uh, but we found out that she was pregnant. And uh, I, I tell you what, uh, you know, honestly, when I heard that, you know, months ago that it was going to be Rihanna doing the halftime show, you know, I. You know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, you never, well, I, I've heard of her, but I couldn't tell you one of her songs. We talked a few about a few of them on a Friday show. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember what she wound up opening with, but there were odds on it anyway. Uh, but I thought, for the, generally speaking, I thought it was uh, one of the more entertaining halftime shows in recent years. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually, um, I've actually on social media saw that a lot of people were like really kind of slamming it some, but I liked it. It was just her and it wasn't like various artists coming in, but I thought the visuals of it, I mean, up in those platforms, I think it was breathtaking, actually. I thought it was beautiful to look at and kind of mesmerizing for me. And I knew some of her songs and I didn't mind it. Some of the things I thought was inappropriate, uh, like they did a lot of like crotch yeah, grabbing yeah, and things yeah. like that and i just i don't know that i don't know if yeah. that's necessary i mean no, let's just totally, sing keep totally singing unnecessary yeah but and, but, but so um, she was there she was uh she was the only singer but yeah. she was far from alone no had no. a lot of guys or women whoever they were uh 
out there in uh, white coats and, and white hoods. <laughs> yeah, and in fact, uh, I don't know what that's supposed to mean, like, but uh, uh, two hundred. Uh, yeah. I mean, it looked like there were a lot out there. And in fact, the group that came in last, um, I didn't know if they were children. You know, if they were children or not. But right. they kind of looked like small little oompa yeah. loompas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, in um, but I think just the white. Uh, I don't know if it was signifying snow or something out there in Arizona, but uh, it just was the colors. The her she was in pink, yeah, and um, just I thought it was and the lights and everything. I just thought it was. Uh, and there were platforms that were going up and down, mm-hmm. and I guess she was. Uh, Elevated pretty high, yeah, uh, yeah, over the field. Yeah, people uh, kept saying, "I guess she's not afraid of heights." Uh, yeah, right, right. I don't think I would have been good up there. I, I tell you that, but uh, but uh, it was a, it was a pretty good uh, halftime show. Yeah. Maybe not the best of all time, but how did you? Uh, like it was better than certainly uh, last year's. That's la- last year. I think they hit an all time low. Uh, last year. Well, I think yeah. you know each year they try to look at a different genre of music. Yeah, you know, celebrating a certain groups or you know or the genre and stuff and yeah. how did you like the national anthem by chris stapleton yeah, did you like good. it yeah, i did a great job yeah two minutes and four seconds is what it lasted two it minutes was. and four the I over lost. under was 205 i said it was going to be over yeah and it was two minutes and four seconds yeah i timed I it, was, it. i, uh, it I timed it and the world timed it i think <laughs> because you know many people i'm sure had wagers on it but they had uh, the uh African American uh, national yeah. anthem, and uh, they had uh, God. I mean, uh, America the Beautiful. I was going to say God bless America, but it was yeah. America the Beautiful, and uh, you know it was good. Uh, yeah, it was all good. Except they started uh, 16 minutes after they said they would. And they have you know six to ten hours of free game, and they they can't get the kickoff on time. <laughs> well, we'll take a break and uh, have more. On Super Bowl 57 and other things. Yes. Other things coming up right here on Kale and Company Live. Kitty Ray, our resident flick chick, is in the house. John Leahy will talk hockey east. And maybe we'll get uh, some thoughts uh, from John about the uh, the big game, too. Right here on WKXLNHTalkRadio.com. Presented by Northeast Delta Dental. We'll be right back. It is Kale and Company Live. It's a Monday, and uh, Kitty Ray is in the house, resident flick chick. You can hear her every Friday on the Friday Fun Bunch. Tom Raffio checked in. He was the only one of us that actually picked Kansas City yesterday (laughs) uh, to win the game. But uh, Kitty Ray, in your opinion, who won the uh, commercial derby, the commercial sweepstakes? Oh, my gosh. There were so many, and I know um, the... uh Companies spend lots of money to make this happen. And, um, you know, I love the beer commercials. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not really a beer drinker, but you really can't go wrong with the beer commercials. I mean, Bush, I think it was Bush Light, Sam Adams, uh, Bud Light. Um, they had, oh, they had a lot, had a lot of them. And uh, the Sam Adams, uh, the one from Boston, your yep. cousin from Boston. from Boston, yeah. And I really liked the one where they're trying to make Boston brighter. 
<laughs> and, you know, how is that? You know, so they showed uh, Boston fans hugging the Yankee fans and uh, people fighting over parking spaces. And then um, and then they stopped fighting. Kevin Garnett was in it. Yes, he was. KG. Yeah, he yes. was in it. And then what? Lenny Clark. Lenny Clark, I the think- comedian who's in a great movie. Uh, called Stuck on You, a oh. Matt Damon classic. <laughs> I think I missed that movie, but he <laughs> he played like a tough guy in this commercial going, hey, you want to go? And it's like, what? Uh, to the opera? Uh, I really liked that one. It made me smile, and obviously I'm still talking about it the day after. I think uh, the, the, the commercials are funny, and I love the one with Ben Affleck and I, Jennifer Lopez at the Dunks, you know, and you know, I'm and glad was, I'm glad I watched the game with you because you interpreted some of the commercials for me. I identified some of the people. Yes. I had no idea who they were. Yes, you know, not not being an icon of pop culture, but uh, <laughs> and um, that that commercial was actually filmed in Medford, Medford, Mass. It was, mm-hmm. it was, and I I think the actual people who drove up there had no idea. I mean, no. except for J Lo. Uh, that Ben Affleck Correct. was going to be there. Yeah, and if and I'll tell you what, if he had given me a cup of coffee at that drive-up window, I would have had you no have idea known. who he was. Well, if I had been with you, you, you would have. You, you think so? You think you would have recognized him and yes, his Dunkin' Donuts for sure. paraphernalia? For sure. And 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 on the commercial though, it was cute. You know, with the uh, <laughs> hey, it's my first day. You get everything free. You know, and it was just cute. I thought that was a cute movie. Um, then they had some. Um, really emotional ones, you know, kind of like touching your heart. And right. Uh, right. one of the yeah. first ones that I saw and uh, was the farmer's dog, dog wear. And um, this young girl has this, you know, young puppy and the puppy grows up with her and uh, she now has a baby and, you know, she's married and has a baby. And it's just, it was like, it made me cry. I mean, it really was a... Uh, very touching, very touching one. And, and getting along that same lines, I think, and we'll, continuing with the beer is the um, the one, I think it was Bush, Bush, yeah. where um, the survival guide, yeah. and they, <laughs> the survival guide, all you need is food, drink, and shelter. And when he said shelter, uh, Sarah McLaughlin, who does a lot of saving the pets, she does like you yeah. know um, public service, and you can hear the. <laughs> uh, she was in there. She yeah. was in there, oh, yeah, yeah. and she starts talking about you can send your money in and uh, save the pets, and the guy goes, "Hey, uh, not that kind of uh, <laughs> shelter." <laughs> and then he looks, and she has this big wolf by her because they're outside, they're out in the wilderness, and he goes, "And that's not a dog, that's that, a wolf." <laughs> it was cute. Yeah. It was cute. So movies like that. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, commercials, commercials like yeah. that, but. No. David Grohl from uh, the uh, Foo Fighters actually had uh, two commercials uh, uh, with Crown Royal. He's from the Washington area, isn't he? He is. Yes. He is. And you know he I- went to uh, a school very close to where my sons and grandchildren went. And, and, actually, he, and he's a Foo Fighter. He's a Foo Fighter. Yeah. You said Foo, not food, right? Foo. Yes. Yeah, Foo Fighter. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, actually, he started out with Nirvana. Yeah. He was a drummer back with Nirvana. With oh, Nirvana, too? Yeah, yeah, he started yeah. with them, actually. Oh, wow. But this with the Crown Royal, he was the one I really liked was when he was thanking Canada. For all their contributions yes. to society. It was unreal. You saw that I one, saw, too, right? I did. I did. I did. I did wouldn't you? have known David. I, I, I know he looked familiar, but I couldn't place him. Uh, but uh, a girl? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And he looked familiar. He did. Yeah. He does. <laughs> and, but then it shows him going, looking through records, and when he's thinking Canada, and it has like Joni Mitchell and a, uh, an album with Celine Dion. Yeah. And um, I, I'm I'm sad that he didn't mention the uh, the former midget wrestler Sky Low Low. I mean, because he, he, he was from Canada as well. Uh, but uh, <laughs> he mentioned uh, basketball being. Yeah. Well, I think it, it was sort of implied that basketball was invented in Canada. That's not true. But the inventor of basketball, James Naismith, uh, invented the game, a Canadian. Mm-hmm. And he invented the game, though, at the uh, YMCA in Springfield, Massachusetts. That's the Hall of Fame, yeah. the Basketball yeah, the Hall of Fame. Like the- and, oh, I love that. I mm-hmm. love going to shooting all yeah. those baskets and... But you at, know, at the Hall of Fame, yeah. And it was funny. I thought that was a really good one. It so was I, great. Yeah. And, and Crown Royal, based in Winnipeg. Yes, Winnipeg, right. Manitoba. Yeah, I've was, been there. I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew I was there. I wasn't. I didn't know Crown Royal was based there. And then the other two that I really liked was the Pepsi Zero Sugar. Yeah. And that one was had um, Steve Martin. Yeah, I recognized ben, him. I, he's, he's one guy I recognized. And yeah. the Ben Stiller one they were talking about is a great acting. Or does it really yeah, taste great? Yeah. You know, for some reason, <laughs> for, for whatever reason, and I don't know what it is, I've never been a Ben Stiller fan. Really? Yeah, for whatever reason, mm. he's always kind of. You didn't see Zoolander? Uh, I did not. Oh, I did not. He kind of rubbed me. Or always kind of. I, I did see Dodgeball. <laughs> I saw that on a bus <laughs> a couple of times. But he's always kind of rubbed me the wrong way. The museum uh, movie. I love that and, movie uh, and all that. I don't know. I, it's just one of these guys that you, I just never. I, I like Stiller and Mirror. I liked his, his mother and father when they used to be on the uh, Ed Sullivan show, but uh, I, I never really, uh, you know, cared for him that much, yeah. to be honest. But well, I thought you It's just me. Yes. It's not him, it's me. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Steve Martin, though, I recognize. Mm-hmm. I've always enjoyed Steve Martin. Uh, and uh, he did that, uh, the Pepsi commercial as well. Yeah. Yep, yep so. zero sugar. And I think one of the last ones that I really liked, and I think you did it, was the uh, Rockstar, the Workday, which is a, a tech company. I had to Google that because I had not a clue who what. Right. Rock, yeah. So, sometimes it's hard to determine was. what the commercial is for. I mean, they might be entertaining and cute, but sometimes it's difficult to know what they're for. Well, and I think that's part of it too. Yeah. I think you're supposed to go back <laughs> and look at yeah. them, and and I think that's the part of that. You know, yeah. they want you to to do that, but it, it you know, like they, they were saying. In fact, uh, one of the kiss who was that uh, Paul Paul Stanley, one of the. Kiss uh, members, oh, yeah. he was going, hey, executives out there, stop calling everyone a rock star, you know, in a company. You'll go, hey, you're a rock star. Hey, you're a rock star. Yeah. You have to be a real rock star. Yeah. And it had um, Ozzy Osbourne yeah. on it. Yeah. Yeah. And Joan Jett. Joan Jett was in it. And, that, uh, was a, that was a good one. There was, there was several, Billy Idol. Several, several good ones. Yeah. Yep. Billy Idol. Larry, yes. Yep. Yeah. Gary Clark Jr., who I, I know who he I is. I have no as well. idea who he was. I know. I do. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but anyways, I thought that was super cute. So that was entertaining. I so, don't know if so it was the, the best. So yeah, I, those were all fun. You know, no Clydesdales. Do you know what I was going to say? That <laughs> no, and with no Dalmatians. Not that I saw anyway. No. And what about the Tubi one? The Tubi, com- the ad for Tubi. Oh, because yeah, it's like where they what had Kevin the- Burkhardt and Greg Olson on talking about. No. Yeah. No, not, that's not the one I'm talking about. Oh. When you thought something was wrong with the TV. I did. And yeah. it was like. 
Are we sitting on the remote? Because the TV just kind of went a little crazy, and you thought, yeah. "What is that? Are we going to?" And that was the that was the ad. <laughs> that was the commercial. Yeah, but the reason I thought the TV was going crazy was because the announcers came on. Oh yes, you're and, right. And 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 then they Correct. kind of, the right. Tubi the ad kind of interrupted it, mm-hmm. and it, it went to like uh, something you would see. If you were scanning your television stations. Correct. Yeah. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I didn't quite get it, but uh, <laughs> it's kind of a little avant-garde for me, I guess. So there uh, are a lot of cute uh, ones, and I, I don't know what my favorite one would be. I think... Um, I, I tell you the one that uh, went by too quickly, I think it was only 10 seconds, was the ad for Greg Gutfeld and his late night show on Fox. <laughs> yeah. Really? The new king of late night. King of late night, yes. yes. Yeah, and he was Cat there with Tim. Cat Timp, who's one of the regulars mm-hmm. on the show. And Tyrus. Tyrus, the mm-hmm. former pro wrestler. Uh, that's, that, that, those two are always on the show. But how about this Fox for a, a cable outlet? Fox News, the number one show at night, beating out Colbert. Oh, right. Kimmel. Who's on the other network? I don't know. Colbert, Kimmel, there's another one. There's another one, isn't there? I don't stay up that late. I know Kimmel's on ABC, Colbert. Who's on? Oh, NBC Fallon, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, Jimmy Fallon. And he's got better ratings. He's got better ratings than uh, anybody. You know, it's amazing. It's amazing. It is. And, of course, we missed, uh, I must have missed the interview they did with Joe Biden yesterday. I must have missed that. Yeah, I don't think it happened. No. Well, that was his loss. We will take a break. Kale and Company Live will continue right after these words. Kitty Ray, great to see you. Yes, thank you as, for as having always, me. And then thank you for guiding me through the commercials yesterday. <laughs> Much appreciated. I'll give you my little notes later, uh, okay? All right. <laughs> we'll take a break. And then we'll be joined by John Leahy. From Hockey East and the Merrimack College Warriors. Right after these words, let me tell you, it was a good weekend for the UNH Wildcats. We'll take a break. Kale and Company Live will continue on WKXLNHTalkRadio.com. We are presented, and proudly so, by our good friends at Northeast Delta Dental. It is Kale and Company live here on WKXL, NHTalkRadio.com, the morning after the Super Bowl. And joining us now, I, I think, is this is this a true statement, John? Are you, uh, are you the dean of Hockey East broadcasters, or has somebody been around longer than you? Oh, no, Ken. There's, there's lots of people who have been around longer than me. I'm, oh. a, I'm like middle of the road. Oh, but, okay. Uh, well, to yeah. me, you're the dean. You're, you're the dean in my eyes. So, uh, John Leahy is with us, longtime voice of the uh, Merrimack College Warriors in Hockey East, uh, the top hockey conference uh, in the country. I'm going to declare it that because I think it's true. And uh, John has been with the team for a long time and is doing women's games this year. In fact, did his last game. Uh, women's game of the regular season uh, over the weekend. But, John, uh, first of all, I have to say, what a weekend it was for the UNH Wildcats. Yeah, Ken, they're my team of the week. Um, No one is hotter than UNH right now in Hockey East. and uh, They beat a very good UConn team this weekend, uh, picking up five of a possible six points. Uh, So the Wildcats, uh, you know, even though they had that very difficult start, uh, they're playing the best hockey in the league right now, and 
Um, you know, the Wildcats are right now tied with uh, UMass in the standings. They're only two points behind Boston College, and uh, the Wildcats still have a couple of teams they can jump over. So we have uh, three weekends left, but uh, Mike Souza's got that team playing extremely well right now. Yeah. Any any reason you can uh, decipher for the uh, for the turnaround of the Wildcats? Is it just a matter of you know uh, playing together for an extended period of time, or uh, what? Uh, what do you see as the the reason that they uh, suddenly flipped the switch and turned things around? You know, uh, you know, I had this conversation with uh, with a colleague yesterday, and uh, you know, a lot seems to revolve around the holiday break. You know, uh, when you have that time that divides the seasons. Uh, season into two halves. Sometimes you'll t- see teams struggle in the first half, and uh, then the break will revitalize them and energize them, and they'll come back strong and rededicated. Other t- times, uh, you'll see teams get off to a terrific start, and then the break kind of uh, unravels things. And we've seen a few examples of that this year. But I think UNH was able to uh, redetermine their focus, and uh, they got, uh, you know, a couple of wins going for themselves and, uh, you know, started to build on that momentum. So, uh, you know, that's that's my explanation for it. There may be other factors, but that's the way I see it. Yeah, well, you are uh, close to the situation. So, and I know you've seen the Wildcats play recently and certainly a, a much better team now uh, they than they were in the early stages of uh, this season. I remember that uh that loss at Merrimack on uh, on a weekday night. What was it? A uh, Monday or Tuesday night in, uh, yeah. in North Andover, and yeah. uh, they looked horrible in that game. And now, uh, as you said, they're they're playing the uh, the best hockey in the conference. So, uh, you, yeah, it's and, a long season. Yeah, and this is the time of year when you want to be playing your best hockey. So, uh, if you're a UNH fan, you've got to be encouraged by what you've seen. And of course, the Wildcats have a huge weekend coming up with Maine. And uh, UNH is only five points behind the Black Bears, but those main UNH games are uh, are huge, and I, I think they have the whiteout the wit uh, promotion coming up on Friday. So I know that uh, the Whittemore Center will be packed. It'll be great hockey, and uh, you know that that's uh, it's if you're in the area, that's going to be a great series to watch. No doubt about that. So that'll be uh, coming up this weekend. What else happened uh, in uh, men's hockey East? Well, the first thing I should mention, Ken, is the bean pot got underway uh, last Monday at the Garden, and uh, uh, Northeastern picked up uh, a win over Boston University, and uh, Harvard defeated Boston College. So that sets up the bean pot final tonight, and for the first time in seventy, in the seventy-one years of the tournament, Northeastern and Harvard will play for the bean pot championship tonight. That's, un- and BU, that's unreal. <laughs> yeah, and BU and BC will meet in the consolation game for the first time ever tonight. So, uh, you know, no surprise to me that uh, those two teams are playing for the final. Harvard's had a terrific year, and, of course, Northeastern. You talk about playing your best hockey of the year. Devin Levi, I think, is the best goaltender in the country right now. They've got one of the best players in Aiden McDonough. And uh, so you're going to see a terrific uh, beanpot final tonight. Uh, uh, UNH was the only team that swept uh, their their two games. Uh, Vermont tied a couple of games. Uh, as did UMass. Vermont and UMass played uh, uh, back-to-back ties, I should say. Uh, Maine with a win and a tie, and uh, UConn, I said, losing up both to UNH, and uh, Northeastern was 1-0-1. BU, uh, the top team in Hockey East, uh, lost the only game they played. So uh, kudos to the Wildcats. They're my team of the week on the men's side. All right, and deservedly so. Deservedly so. Winning two games over the team that came, ranked, uh, came into the weekend ranked 13th in the country and the UConn Huskies, and 
and the Wildcats swept, albeit uh, one of the games in overtime, as John said, taking five of the possible six points. And uh, how about on the uh, the women's side of the ledger? Well, we have to congratulate Northeastern coach Dave Flint. The Huskies have clinched the hockey's regular season championship. They've won fifteen games in a row, and uh, wow. Northeastern. Yeah, Northeastern will finish up the uh, women's bean pot uh, with a championship game uh, at Boston College, and then they'll play a couple of games with uh, with BU. Uh, also, a great week for the um, Boston College Eagles. They won both the games they played, and uh, we had splits from uh, Maine and Holy Cross. Uh, Merrimack with a loss in the tie. UNH had a couple of ties uh, on the women's side. UNH and Merrimack played a thrilling uh, 3-3 game at Lala Rink, and the Merrimack picked up the extra point uh, in the shutout, so, or the shootout, I should say. Uh, so the uh, Wildcats on the women's side will host Vermont coming up this weekend, and uh, a couple of losses by UConn, and uh, Providence with a win, and Vermont with a win and a tie. So this is the final weekend of regular season wow. play coming up for the women, and uh, then they'll move on into their uh, playoffs the last week of February. Well, again, uh, congratulations to head coach Dave Flint of uh, the Northeastern Huskies, their uh, women's hockey team. Uh, he has been there for quite some time. And he, by the way, John, as you know, is a New Hampshire native from Rochester. Yeah, I talked to Dave yeah. uh, last time Northeastern came to town. I, I, I mentioned to him that uh, we have the, a mutual connection, you and I, and a uh, real great guy and uh, happy for his success. And, uh, you know, I've said it all year long. I think Northeastern is good enough to win the whole thing nationally. So wow. uh, best best of luck to them. Yeah, I guess so. And, of course, uh, tonight, I, I cannot believe, uh, you know, really, how many how many years has the bean pot been going on? I know you said it. but Yeah, this is this is the 71st year 71st. of the bean pot. Now, what are the odds that this is the first time that Harvard and Northeastern have played for the championship? I mean, that's well, unbelievable. Well, that just gives you a sense of how yeah. dominant BU and BC right. have been that's, over the that's years. That's very true. That is yeah. very true. And uh, uh, are you going to be there tonight, John? Yes, sir. Looking forward to it. Uh, be nice. there for puck drop at uh, 4.30 at the Garden, and you can see both games on Nesson. There you go. And uh, you'll be there for the consolation game and the championship game, which should be a great one. I, uh, I'm i pulling for Harvard in that one uh, All right. because, of, All right. uh, because of Ted Donato. Uh, former monarch, and someday I'll tell you the story, John. How I, in my opinion, my humble opinion, uh, that Ted Donato perhaps scored the most important goal in the history of the Manchester Monarchs, and it came in the very first season of the well, franchise. You, yeah, we'll have to get you on the podcast, and we will we'll just swap stories, you know, and. Uh... You, you should definitely talk about that. that yeah, that's good it, stuff. It, it was a, it was a great moment when the Monarchs uh, were kind of hitting the skids uh, in their first season of, of their franchise in 2001-2002. But at any rate, uh, did you have a chance to uh, watch the Super Bowl yesterday? Yeah, I actually had a, a game that I had to do, but I got back uh, midway through the second quarter. So uh, what a ball game. And uh, I'll tell you, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles put on a great show and uh, – it went right down to the wire, just the way I thought it would. It did. I, I'm, I'm just, you know, I feel a little cheated. I, you know, I, I picked the. I was rooting for the Eagles. I picked the Eagles, uh, but, uh, but I didn't have any any money on the outcome of the game. I must tell you. But uh, I was kind of disappointed that it it came down uh, so much road on that uh, late penalty. Uh, really, yeah. I mean. Uh, you know, I guess it was a, a 
a call that had to be made, I suppose, but uh, I don't know. I think they let a lot go in that game. I think generally the officials did a good job, but to see that that flag come out so late in the game on, you know, uh, kind of a borderline call, I don't know. It just didn't leave me with a a good feel. It was a terrific game. It really was. I just hated to see the game decided pretty much in that fashion. But anyway, did you have any particular uh, favorite commercial? Um, You know, from the ones that I saw, uh, I I enjoyed the John Travolta commercial. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, You're right. Because uh, I felt, and I I told my wife this as as we were watching the game, I felt that that commercial was created to honor Olivia Newton-John, who uh, passed away. That's a very, you know, I never thought about that, John, until you just mentioned it, but I bet that's true. Yeah. I'll bet that's true, John. The now bald John Travolta out there, but still in good voice. Still in good voice. He's come a long way since Welcome Back, Cotter, hasn't he? He's still he's still a young man. He's still a young man. I know he'll be sixty nine on uh, on Saturday. I, yeah, I know that. Yeah. I know that for a fact. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason for that. There's a reason I know that. But John, thank you as always, and and I know you'll have a blast tonight at the Toronto Dominion Garden, enjoying a couple of great hockey East games. And, you know, BC and BU, such great rivals, it might be a consolation game, but, you know, they will go at it, hammer and tong, as they used to say. Yeah, it's strange. No Jerry York and no Jack Parker meeting up at the Beanpot. That's another first. That is something. That is really something. But Harvard and Northeastern in the championship game should be a great one. John, thanks so much, and we will uh, talk with you.